Welcome to Rise Lunchtime Talks. For those who don't know us, Rise is an NGO who focuses on family strengthening, no matter how families are formed. Rise is made up of a multidisciplinary team who believe that through building resilience and being strength focused, we can improve the lives of children and families. To find out more, visit arisefamily.org. I'm your host, Danny Musaji, and today we have Robin Jacobs, our clinical psychologist and family center manager, as well as Alexa Russell Matthews senior social worker, play therapist, and adoption support manager. Welcome everyone and today we at Arise Lunchtime Talks episode number two and today we have again Robin Jacobs and Alexa Russell Matthews and we are talking today about mom guilt and why is it so important to be gentle with ourselves. So ladies welcome back. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> this is like a very topical issue right now. Yeah, well I mean yeah. Yeah, school has started. There seems to be more of a routine. We're back at level one. Um, yay for numbers uh, dropping down for yeah. COVID. Um, but yeah, we've been talking a lot in our office. Um, we are a group of ladies at Arise, and a lot of us are moms. And we're talking about mom guilt. Um, but why don't we just start with what is mom guilt? What is the understanding of mom guilt? I feel like it's when we think we're not good enough as moms, like where we're not present enough, we're not and it doesn't or like there's this image of the mother in your head that you don't even know is there sometimes i think it's this unspoken image of motherhood yeah yeah or that we dreamt our motherhood was going to look like and then you're not doing that thing no one else knows what the test is only us yeah but we're not doing the thing of the test yes and then we fail the test and then we feel bad that we fail the test and our children don't know that we feel bad but we feel bad towards our children for failing the test that yes. no one knows that we're busy writing yes it does I agree. Yeah, I think there's this expectation that no one talks about that we carry as mothers. I mean, I know that particularly is where my mom guilt comes in, where I go, oh my goodness, I'm working too much. I'm not spending enough time. And the time that I am spending with my children, it's not quality time because I'm tired. All I want to do is just lie on the couch, but my child now (laughs) wants to play soccer or Legos. I don't even know how to build Legos. And my brain, my brain is so tired, especially this year. Yeah. But it's, it's not, just, I mean, it's, you know, working moms, it's stay-at-home moms. It's, um, it's all of us. It, it's everyone in between. You know, we never enough. Um, we are, you know, when we're at home and we're home all the time, then we wonder if we should be working. We wonder if we should be helping to contribute to the family bottom line. Um, or we feel guilty because we're too busy with the laundry and the cooking and the nappies that need in my case, washing and hanging and drying yeah. and folding um, <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah, you know, and so there's guilt around that. And so, no, no, just this role of motherhood uh, seems to come hand in hand with guilt um, that we're not enough. And I think it's also just, I don't think social media helps any of this mm-hmm. or Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. when people started posting like, what are you putting in your child's lunchbox? I was like, <laughs> something filling a fruit 
and protein. That's the bottom, like that's the basic thing that goes into lunchbox. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, you don't <laughs> like it's not fancy schmancy. It's that, and sometimes it'll look fancy. Some days you do get hummus and carrot sticks, yeah. and you are very lucky because mommy also wants it. Yes, <laughs> but some days you get an apple, some cheese, and a sandwich, and I, I, I think that's enough. Like, you know these fancy schmancy lunch boxes that are awesome. I just want to say they are awesome, and this is my jealousy coming through here. I never had them as a kid. My kids had where well, you unpack and you unfold all these different layers of all oh, the different right, foods. right, right, yes. And I'm just like, am I depriving my child because I'm not giving you a range? <laughs> well, actually, I, to be honest, Alexa, I did go into a store to go buy these fancy lunch boxes, and um, yeah, they're about like 400 rand, and my, my child is five, <laughs> and I was thinking. If I bought a 500 rand lunchbox with all the nice little cubes and compartments, departments, compartments, oh, I need, yeah, yeah, I need compartments, compartments, um, and my child uses it, then what? You will lose it too. I will lose it too. So I thought, well, no, actually just a normal lunchbox. I, I love those with. lunchboxes. I, I do. want one. I think I'll buy one for my myself. My birthday soon. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know, Alex. But it's, it's also right. We, we want to be perfect in every area. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the thing is that um, we can't be. No one can be. And just because we do beautiful lunchboxes with food picks and, you know, like cut vegetables in smiley face shapes, um, yes, yes. Um, oh. <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, you know, getting it right anywhere else. Yes. Um, but, but that's the expectation. We see the mom who this is, this is her love language. Or this is the way, you know, like she feels good um, in being able to do this for her kid. And we hold ourselves to that standard. But we also hold ourselves to the standard of the mom who's doing the Pinterest level birthday parties and the, yeah. you know, like thirteen level cakes and. Which yeah. one of our colleagues recently did kind of do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Like she got that right. Yeah. I mean, besides social media, what else is the driving force behind this mom guilt? I think there's a lot of a pressure on women in general. I don't think it's just about being moms. I think it's about like, are you exercising enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you being nutritious enough? Are you being... Like, are you showing up enough in your different spaces? Are you being a good enough friend? And I think it plays out differently than often it does in male spaces, from what I've noticed. Yeah. Um, because I just think it does. I think we socialize differently around some of those things, which I know for me is part of it. I think, I mean, some of the stuff that I've read, um, I wonder how much of this comes from the feminism movement and the fact that our mothers and grandmothers went through to be able to work, to mm. be able to work, um, and to be able to study and to be able to go into professions. You know, my mom often tells the story about how when she was at school, we became a nurse or teacher or a secretary. That yeah. those were the three fields yeah. that it, all women, um, if they wanted to work, went into. Um, and and we have so much more. You know, the, the, like the doors have been opened somewhat for us. There's still ceilings, um, <laughs> but but the doors are much wider open. And I think there's there's pressure to take these opportunities that our mothers and grandmothers didn't have um, and then there's guilt when we maybe want something else for our life um, mm-hmm. and it may look a bit different um, and yeah and so we, we try to navigate that these societal expectations these generational expectations of what we're going to do as women yeah and I, yeah i think Rob's what you're saying so the choice is so important because i think it's not just about choosing whether you stay at home or whether you work it's 
when you choose to stay at home, I know when I stayed at home was my first, but people told me that I'd wasted my education. <laughs> and I got all sorts of nonsense and I should be responsible and putting back into the community. And you know, you got a master's degree, Alexa, what a waste of your brain. And I was like, I'm raising a human being. I think yes. that's a good investment of my brain and high energy. And I was like really excited about that. And then when I came back to work, I remember bumping into someone who was like, oh, Shane, now how are you going to be able to give everything your child needs? Yeah. And I was like, well, I can feed them when I go to work. Yeah. That's quite a good mom thing to be able <laughs> to do if you are able to yeah. do that. And I, I recognize that's also in our current context is a privilege that yes. each of us around the table have. Yeah. That that our income helps sustain our families. Yeah. Like that's a privilege. And I think again, it is exactly what both of you are saying. It seems like you can never, no matter the choices that are out there for us women and moms, it feels like whatever choice you have, there's guilt around that and also societal pressure or, you know, so even if you decide to breastfeed versus formula feed, yes. there's guilt around that. I mean, I know I wanted to breastfeed and then I started going back to work and it was a real struggle and I and I and the choice was to go back to formula and I remember crying and my husband going, why is this such an emotional thing for you? And I said, I feel like I'm failing. I feel yeah. like I'm failing my child. Um, and so we did go in formula for those <laughs> listeners who don't know. Um, and it was difficult, but at the end I knew it was the best choice because I was stressed at work. I was stressed at home. Is he getting enough? Um, and once I finally made the decision, I was feeling okay with that decision that I've made. Um, but if I also look at the same choice about staying home or going to work again, no matter what decision I made, very similarly, you know, I have a master's. What am I doing? I'm going back to work. I got a lot of oh, shame. What's going to happen now? You know, and it's like whatever I did as a mom, if I decided to baby led wean or, you know, do purity, it, it just there always was with whatever choice I, I made, there was some guilt. Am I doing the, the right, right thing. thing and that's i mean the, the mom guilt in that regard takes on a new level when, when you become a mom because we do we seem to take every somebody else's decision which isn't the same as yours as some sort of personal slight that they're condemning your oh, choice yes um and and so, i mean we feel that from society mm. with everything that we do um every little decision we make um, and it's, yeah, so it becomes this perpetuating cycle because we tend to then do the same thing to other moms when they have different choices. I think also with that, like, there's certain things that are from a broader society that I like, can go, ah, whatever, like, your choice, like, I'll do, you know, I hate this expression, but I'll do me. But when it comes <laughs> to, like, how I parent, like, I know why I make decisions I make. I know why I discipline like I do. I know why we've chosen the parenting style we have. I, I can, and I can put that in place, but there's certain people whose voices I value more than others yes. and if they like you know then I'm just like Ooh. and I was thinking about it the other day is that my mom worked um she was a nursing sister so she worked really long hours and it was either Christmas or New Year and that's just how it was and I grew up and at no point do I look back at my mom and think what a terrible mother like I know she carries guilt about stuff yeah because we've had the conversation now but I have never thought my mom was a bad mom because she worked. Yeah. Like never. Like did I sometimes wish that she could be at home or mm. whatever? Yes. But actually she wasn't a bad mom for Yeah. I mean look, my, my mom was a single parent, so for all you single parents out there, you deserve all the briny points. I mean mm. 
I'm very close with my mom. I didn't know how hard it was to be a parent until you become a parent. And now that I am a parent and I have the help, I go, how did my mom do it? Because she worked full time um, and she was able to put in that quality time with me. And I think the choices that we made, and, and this is how I kind of look at myself as a parent go it's the relationship that you are developing with your child that's mm. so important so breastfed or formula fed what is the relationship that you having with your child screen time no screen time what is that relationship what are yeah. you putting in to strengthen that relationship with your child um and so yeah i suppose getting confident in yourself as a mom and in your parenting skills is important I like how you phrase it because it is about the relationship thing. I think, I mean, we were chatting earlier about balance and I think I've decided to chuck that away because I'm like, what are my priorities now? It feels like a better conversation for me than what is balance. Like my priority is spending time with my children when I'm, before I leave for work and before they go to bed so that like whatever happens in the middle of the sandwich, yeah. Glennon Doyle talks about starting strong, ending strong. <laughs> and whatever happens in the middle of that sandwich, that's how the day unfolds. Yes. And so I've... I'm not appropriated, but I've assimilated that into how I think about some of this because it's given me a little bit more freedom that it's okay to come to work and be in the middle of the sandwich with you ladies <laughs> <laughs> and spend lots of quality time. Yeah, but in the mornings when I wake up, like, yes, I want to get moving and exercise, but I also want to be with my children so that the top half of the sandwich starts well and that it ends well. Yeah. Which isn't always easy when it feels like there's overflow. Yeah. But that's kind of like where's my passion in the space and it's for that. And so yeah. that's also really helped me yeah. deal with the like, am I exercising, eating, like all the other things. <laughs> that, that you, just, like, that you're carrying. Yeah, yeah, that just started adding to my yeah. So I had to check that out. So how can we be more gentle with ourselves as moms? Hmm. I, I don't know that I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's recognizing that we fundamentally all want what's best for our kids yeah. and we're making the decision that we think is what's best which is i think why we take it when someone makes a different decision as an assault because it's you know we, we see that as seen, saying that my best is not good enough but and it's hard for us to figure out that what's best for me is not necessarily what's best for, for another family with a different set of circumstances um but i think that's what it's recognizing we are all doing the best we can um, we're all trying to make the best decisions we can for us and for our kids um, and to give ourselves grace in that. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that's a lot of head talk before it gets too, yeah. too heartfelt. Completely. I think what was liberating for me this morning was talking about like the stuff that I was feeling bad about today. Like mm -hmm. not clicking that actually maybe one one son is a left ear and not a right ear. Mm -hmm. And so because of watching and then as we were talking about it, it's going, oh, actually that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And but like not just me realizing yes. actually that's maybe what's going on. Mm -hmm. But hearing that and not so that we like pat ourselves on the back and say it's okay when we get it wrong. But also to just like find grace from other people and yeah. say actually this is... This isn't as big. This is not an emergency. Mm, yeah. Dr. Laura says we can use towards our children. Maybe as mothers, we need to remind ourselves that this isn't an emergency. Yeah. And actually, it's okay. This is a small moment in time in the bigger picture. Yeah. And I know that's been helpful. Yeah. Some days. Some days I forget. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think part of it is also understanding that those, that mom guilt um, is catching yourself and being self-aware about are the thoughts real? I think for mm. me, that's what I had to do. Yeah, you know, for example, I mean, 
during hard lockdown when I had to work and there was no one to look after the kids, TV and screen time had to be my helper. Um, and I felt really bad about it. Mm. Um, you know, going, oh my goodness, the kids are watching so much TV, but I have no other choice. And to go, well, you don't have another choice. You are in hard lockdown. It's also winter. They can't go out and play. Um, and so you need to spend time working because that's required of you to get an income so you can put food on the table. Um, and that's a sacrifice that we made as a family during yeah. that time. Um, and being able to catch my thoughts and also going, is this true? Is this real? Yeah. Am I a bad mom? And having people to bounce that back yeah. at me. So I think having that support, um, obviously my husband has been great to go, no, you are a great mom, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And having close friends that you can go, hey, I don't know if this is right or if I'm doing a good job. And to get that support back going, you know, it's been helpful, I must admit, I am surrounded by clinical psychologists and a play therapist. So when I say, I feel like a bad mom, and they go, no, you're not. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's definitely gold star. So clinical psychologists and play therapists also feel like bad mom. <laughs> yeah. We just moved into mom mode. The degrees don't feature when you're momming. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, for me, with with hard lockdown, with um, the TV thing in particular, was around, um, so we have quite strict rules around screen time, generally speaking. Um, and I reached the realization relatively late um, <laughs> that it's it was I was a better mom if they watched the TV because trying to watch them while working was making me yell more and mm -hmm. get more stressed out. I wasn't able to attend to the meeting that I was trying to be part of. I wasn't able to like discipline them and I just ended up feeling awful. And actually just like the few time we had, so we fairly recently had some childcare concerns and my two-year-old watched a lot of TV um, while sitting next to me um, and I was doing Zoom meetings and it was a lot more relaxed and calm and when the meeting was over, we could turn the screens off and the light could be mom. So I was able to focus on what I needed to focus on, which allowed me to be a better mom in the other spaces. Yeah. And I think that that was probably better for all of us um, <laughs> yes. than me trying to stick to my hard rule about we don't watch screens, you know, at this time of day. So maybe, I'm just thinking as I'm listening, maybe part of dealing with mom guilt is also being a bit more flexible. Yes. Because the moment we start getting, I mean, schedules and routines are supposed to serve us, not us serve them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to get stuck in those rules. Also, when we know the consequences, like my, my child does not do very well if he has too much screen time. Mm -hmm. But having said that, the most liberating thing for me was hearing that you two were giving your children screen time. It's like, well, if they are, then I'm not going to in fact, most of us are probably, you know, it's that yeah. sandwich. Like yeah, the sandwich yeah. in the spread right now is Nutella equals screen time. So if we can do the tops and the bottoms well, then yeah. sometimes we just have to do that. But yeah. And I, and I think it's also, I mean, we, we've done a, a workshop around parenting in the pandemic, but one thing that helped me <laughs> while we were doing it was your mental health, your, your cup, how full is your cup? And when do you need to take time and breathe? And it's okay. So my, my code word to my husband is I'm tapping out. Um, and he knows like I, I'm, my cup is full. I need, mm. I need some me time. And even if that's having a cup of tea, hot cup of tea by myself. The whole cup. <laughs> the whole cup of hot tea by myself is really important. So I think as moms, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be flexible and adaptable. Mm -hmm. um, we need to understand where are these pressures coming from and is it true? So social media, mm -hmm. Pinterest, Instagram, family. yeah, family pressures. You know, we need to check that list and go sometimes 
we can change that list. We have control over that. We don't need to be ruled by Pinterest. So those Pinterest parties can, you know, be deleted on your Pinterest post and draw inspiration, but don't try and get there. <laughs> I'm talking to myself already. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it is important for us to check where is that information coming from and then going, is it true or not? Yeah. And surrounding yourself from people who get you and support you. And this, yeah, and this life season is not forever. Like, yeah. I listen to what you're saying. Like, where we are now with needing to make sure your two-year-old is not making repeated cameo appearances <laughs> during a Zoom meeting, that's not forever. That's no. the other thing that I often remind myself, which is so, like, it's not always easy in the moment when it feels like the moment's lasting an hour. Yeah. That's a moment. Um, but it's not forever. Mm. And I think that also, maybe, I don't know, that's for me. Mm. This is not I apparently have a lot of mantras that are coming out. This is not an emergency. This is not forever. Is this true? Danny's mantra is going to be added to this. This is just I'm feeling because I'm grizzly and grumpy and tired. Yeah. But I think as well, it's, um, we spoke about it yesterday um, as our staff. It's like, you've got to do what works for you. Mm. Um, you know, some people having a meal prep works for them. Yeah. Um, sometimes te- doing takeouts when you've had a bad day works for you. Um, and so whatever works for you, that's going to be in the best interest of yourself and your children and your family do it um as long as everyone's safe and looked after um keep yeah. them alive that's my goal <laughs> keep them alive keep them alive that's that's the goal that is definitely the goal right ladies our time is coming to an end is there any other advice you'd like to give moms there that goes okay what can i do now <laughs> Robin's looking at me. The play therapist is now being put on the spot that we need to put the psychologist on. Um, I think what has been really helpful for me, I'm seeing it with my two-year-old as well, is that at the end of every day, at the start of every day, I remind my children, love you always and forever, forever and always, no matter what. Mm. And my two-year-old's now starting to say it back. And so I think that's just, I, I, for me, the sandwich thing is the best. Like when I talk about the sandwiches, how we're starting, how we're finishing. So even if it's a grumpy start, like we can still find connection in the grump. Yes. And I think that if we start with connection and we end with connection, there's a lot of grace for the in between. Yeah. Including, but I have to learn to do that for me. <laughs> I think for me, it's around, um, it's, the greatest help for me in dealing with my mom guilt has probably been just accepting me for me and the things that the people at this very table make fun of, my meal planning, <laughs> my organic crunchy nature. I'm really jealous that she gets yes. it right. And, <laughs> and I think it's just recognizing that those are the things that that are important to me that I'm good at, but I'm I'm not out there playing soccer and you know balls of any sort with either of my kids. Um, and, and there's lots of things that I don't do and that's okay. Um, and and uh, that permission giving. I think yes. it's just to to do what I do and do it well regardless of what other people are going to say about it and to not do the things that I don't yeah. do and be okay with that as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was really jealous of a lot of stuff you got right. <laughs> children, I won't lie. I was I like, oh, I'm being a really bad mom. I don't have all these plans. I don't. I did. Yeah. I was like, and I was like, I'm not Robin. Like, yeah. I run around and I plant trees. That's, and that's I the stuff I can do. Yeah. And I and I'm. I'm in imaginary world um, and I love doing that. So being an only child, you do start loving that. And I think, you know, how I can sum up this talk is really that we all different and God has given us different gifts Mm -hmm. um, and we need to use it um, how we love our children. Um, And yeah, we need to take care of ourselves first so we can take care of our little people or our big people, our teen people. Yeah, um, before, yeah, before we can 
you know, do anything else. And it's checking those messages around you. Is it true? Is it not? Um, my one advice from myself, again, is support system is so important. I don't think I could be the mom I could be without my support, be it my husband, be it my friends, be it my friends who are moms or not moms, you know, just keeping me sane to go, you don't need to make cupcakes till one in the morning for Baker's Day, you know, go to pick and pay and buy it, it's fine. Woody's have a cake. And Woody's have a cake. So it's okay to buy store-bought raisins. I mean, store-bought cakes, yeah, <laughs> and raisins. Um, so yeah, thanks so much listeners for um, listening to us chat. We hope that it has been encouraging and helpful. Um, we hope to see you at our next um, Arise Lunchtime Talks. Sign in, listen, put your, your ear, ear pods in. Um, and please comment uh, what you found helpful, what you didn't find helpful, what else you'd like us to talk about. Uh, we have a whole list of topics. Um, I know someone said, love to talk about marriage and relationships next. Ladies, are you ready for that? Um, <laughs> like an evening one. <laughs> yes, maybe. One yes, hour. yes. An evening, evening talk. Maybe uh, arise evening talks around marriage. Um, otherwise, like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us on risefamily.org. Until next time, be gentle with yourselves.